The KU Catholic Podcast is a ministry of the St. Lawrence Catholic Campus Center located at the University of Kansas. Join us each week as Father Mitchell Zimmerman shares his heart and vision for the church to the KU campus. Where do you see unity? Our first pivotal question of this semester as we launch into a new semester, welcome back everybody, is where do we find unity? Where do we see unity? In your personal life and in our culture, where do you see it? I'm a firm believer that we can find whatever we are truly looking for. And if you're looking for the opposite of unity, if you're looking for disunity, you can find it readily if that's what you're looking for. In our nation, there's an impeachment trial and tons of arguing going on surrounding the president of our country. This is an election year, and we know that what that means in America. We are going to fight, 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 fight. Nobody's going to listen. Nobody's going to compromise. There's going to be division and hatred and discord all over the place in an election year. In our own state of Kansas, we are gearing up for a huge fight over the right to life. The Supreme Court of Kansas this last year found a right to abortion in the original 1860 Kansas Constitution. Throughout this year, it looks like we're going to have a colossal fight on a constitutional amendment for Kansas. I know many of you are not from Kansas. Many of you are which would restore the right to regulate abortion in our states, to provide for the common good and to protect the vulnerable, to put reasonable restrictions on abortion. There's going to be a huge fight, lots of division on both sides of this issue. What about our own university? Usually our basketball program provides a lot of unity, right? Our illustrious and storied basketball program that can hardly do no wrong, that all they do is win, 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 no matter what. Well, they are winning this year, but we have a notice of allegations against our basketball program. Then there was the Snoop Dogg fiasco. Got my mind on my money, my money on my mind. That's, that's the only rap I know. <laughs> Unlike Bill Stolf, I'm not a Snoop Dogg fan. And then, what happened on Tuesday? Lots of disunity spilling into this disabled section at Allen Fieldhouse. What is going on with our basketball program? If you're looking for disunity, you can find it. What about in our church? Our church has had a rough couple of years. Lots of evil, lots of scandal has been in our church. And St. Paul in today's second reading says, hey guys, what is going on with the church of Christ? Do you have any idea how much unity Jesus desires for his bride, the church. Unity. St. Paul screams in the reading, is Christ divided? Then why are you, his bride, divided? Why are you divided between Orthodox and progressive Catholics, devout Catholics who love to go to church every day and confession every week, and Catholics who just blow the whole thing off and might come on Ash Wednesday, Catholics who like this bishop, Catholics who like that pope, Catholics who, pre who pre prefer that kind of music, Catholics who provide that kind of music. Why are you guys so divided? Do you have any idea how much unity that Christ desires for his bride, the church? If you're looking for disunity, you can find it. Yes, even in our dear communion, the church. And all of this disunity that I pointed out probably pales 
compared to the disunity that happens in our families and in our own minds and hearts. Most of us, our life goes to shreds. We experience lots of disunity in our own person. What are you looking for? That's the end to the negative part of the homily. We have a positive question. Where do you see unity, not disunity? And if you're looking for unity, can you find it? And I'm happy to say to you that in looking for unity, I am finding lots of unity in my life in comeback stories. And I'm going to start with the Kansas City Chiefs, but I'm not going to end with the Chiefs. How much unity is being created around this football team? And actually, we have Daniel here, a good friend of mine who's from San Francisco in the front row. I don't know if he's rooting for the 49ers or the Chiefs, but if he's rooting for the 49ers, don't beat him up. That creates disunity, not unity. People are going crazy over this team because they haven't been to the Super Bowl for 50 years. Many of those years, they've been a terrible football team, but even when they've been great, they have stomped on the hearts of all those who put their trust in that football team. But a comeback story, after 50 years of not being in the Super Bowl, I think they're in the Super Bowl. I'm still pinching myself. Are they in the Super Bowl? Is that real? Comeback stories create lots of unity. The Kansas City Royals lost more games than any other franchise in the 30 years when I followed them the most closely. But in 2014 and 2015, they won five games in the playoffs when they had less than a 2% chance of winning the game. When everybody said, it's over, they came back and found a way to win those games. They became World Series champions. I felt like I had died and gone to heaven. I know a priest shouldn't say that because I'm still here and heaven's gonna be better but that's what it felt like. How about the Kansas Jayhawks? They usually stomp on our hearts at the end of every great season, but the two times that we won the national championship in my lifetime, 88 and 2008, they were comeback miracles. Danny and the Miracles in 1988, nobody gave him any chance to win the championship, and in 2008, with 90 seconds left, we were down by nine points. That's less than a 1% chance of winning that game. And Mario's miracle, the Jayhawks won, and it creates a huge amount of unity when somebody comes back from the dead. Just this morning at the 9 a.m. mass, there was a woman here who just six months ago, she's blind, Tina, a member of our community, she was walking across the street in Eudora with her guide dog, and she was snagged by a semi-trailer and dragged under the trailer. And she was to the point of death. She was so injured. Nobody would give her a chance to come back from that injury. She was at mass this morning. And you know how many people were inspired and unified by her story? It is awesome. Just this afternoon, I got to go to a hospital. The last two years, I've been visiting a good friend who's fighting cancer. Two times, I gave her last rites and commended her soul to God left her room and said, she can't come back from this. But I went to her hospital room today. She was telling me about her last set of dreams, that all of her lines that were coming down in the hospital room turned into scapulars. Her nurse's button turned into the Blessed Virgin Mary. <laughs> she had these tremendous experiences. She literally has come back from the dead. I can't believe she's alive. 
I felt like I was in the presence of a miracle. And so many people are unified by that story. All these comebacks that I'm sharing with you create unity, but they're nothing compared to the story of salvation that hit our ears in today's scriptures. What is the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali? That is Loserville in Israel. These are the first two tribes that once Israel, the most powerful, it was promised that they would be a nation that the throne would never depart from them. God promised to Abraham and then again to David, you are my chosen people. I will never let the throne depart from you. You will stay together forever. Your descendants will be as numerous as the stars in the sky and the sands of the seashore. And I will make you a light to all nations so that everybody may know my truth and my glory, my love, my life, my goodness, my beauty. You're the chosen one. Those promises started to unravel, beginning with Zebulun and Naphtali, the weakest of the tribes, the northern tribes furthest from David's stronghold in the south. When the Assyrians started to conquer the Israelite kingdom, Zebulun and Naphtali were picked off really, really fast. Loserville. Once John the Baptist is arrested and Jesus begins his public ministry, where does he go? He goes to Loserville to the place that had long since lost hope. The promises of Israel were dead. Isaiah said there still has to be a way. God promised that the kingdom would not fade out. There has to be a way. I don't know how, but all the 12 tribes had been taken captive. Israel was gone. There was no hope. The promises made to Abraham and David were dead. But then Jesus is born in Bethlehem. He starts his public ministry in the north in Loserville and starts a comeback story, not by assembling an army in Loserville, but by preaching the word of God, by healing a few people, and picking 12 dudes from Loserville who had no weapons. Is that how God planned to establish, reestablish his kingdom? By picking guys who only knew how to fish? That seems like a really, really bad plan. It actually translates into the story of our salvation, the greatest comeback story of all time. And even that story that hit our ears today in the scriptures pales to the paschal mystery that we are celebrating today. That God can draw, even from the defeat of death, he can draw new hope, he can draw new life. Suffering and death are not the end. Hope can even spring from the cross, And I don't know if anybody was sad today that Kobe Bryant was killed in a helicopter crash along with his daughter and another parent and daughter. I'm so sad because, as you guys know, I'm a huge sports fan. I can't believe that he's gone. But even that is not the end. Because we draw unity from our faith, which means that God can draw new life out of everything. And we derive our unity on our ability to come back from any circumstance that hits our life. And that's what I choose to see in my own life, in your life, in our common life. Many of you have experienced futility in your life for a long time. Nothing has changed. You haven't been able to make the changes and commitments that you really want to make. It's not over. 
And many of you have experienced heart-wrenching, bone-crushing losses and betrayals in your life. It's not over. It's not over for any of us. As we start a new semester and a new decade, that is our story, that is our faith, and that's what creates unity because we never give up on God, we never give up on each other. How much unity would we have as the bride of Christ, as the church, if we truly believe that, that we can come back and that we will come back from anything? Where do you see unity? Thanks for listening to the KU Catholic Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this homily. Tune in next week for another episode. For more information about St. Lawrence Catholic Campus Center and what we offer, please go to kucatholic.org or come and visit our campus. We'd love to show you around.